Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Wednesday, May 17th in 2017. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoy this show, please consider subscribing on either iTunes or Audio Boom. Uh, make life very easy on you. We'll send the show to your device each day so you can listen to it at your leisure. If you really enjoyed this show, please give it a good rating. It helps us out. We appreciate it. Yesterday, we talked a bit about some players who you'd like to see have a good off-season program. And it's not necessarily something that we will come to know about right now. We won't know whether it, the off-season pays dividends for these players until the games actually start in the autumn. And as I said yesterday, I, I encourage skepticism if you hear somebody reporting, well, this guy looks great. Well, that doesn't really make a big difference. Uh, you know, it doesn't make a difference if a guy looks great now. What makes a difference is if a guy is fundamentally improving his game during this period. And that's not something, again, we, we can't say whether somebody's actually improved or not until the games start, and because that's really when it matters that you're showing improvements. Plenty of players show good things in the offseason. You know, they, they get a lot of hype around these practices that are taking place, and then they end up not even making the team. So what you hear now doesn't matter. What's happening on the field now is what matters because guys are refining their techniques, they're, they're learning new, new things to do, they're improving weaknesses in their games. That's, that's where it matters. And typically this period mat- matters more for younger players than it does older players. You know, by the time you're in this league three, four years, you tend to be who you are. That's... That's just the way it is in this league, and the if you've lasted that long in the league, it also means that you're probably a pretty decent player, so you know how to train yourself. It's not This period is not as important as it is to younger players. Yesterday I gave you the names of some young guys on offense who this could be an important year for in the offseason program. Today we're going to turn our attention to the defense, and it should be no surprise, again, that I'm going to mention three three pretty young guys. I'm going to mention one guy on each level of the, of the defense. We're going to mention a defensive lineman. We're going to mention a linebacker. And we are going to mention somebody from the secondary. So let's start at the defensive line. And a guy who I think has already shown some growth and really might be one big offseason away from Turning into a really good player is Dion Simon, who was a nose tackle the Jets drafted in the seventh round two years ago. He has not played a whole lot 
but last year in the limited snaps he got, he actually did look pretty good. Now, is he a starting level player? Well, that's what you hope for from the Jets. Is it necessarily a disaster if he's not? No, because he's a seventh round pick. So if you get a rotational player out of the seventh round, a good quality rotational player, that's still a pretty good outcome. That's better than you generally would expect from a seventh round pick. So something you certainly can live with, but you'd like him to grow into a starter. No, some some of the expectations around him are probably a little bit unfair because he comes to this team immediately after Damon Harrison. And, of course, Harrison was an undrafted rookie who became one of the league's premier uh, shutdown run defenders. So everybody sees uh, Harrison and they say, I'm sorry, everybody sees Simon and they, they say, well, we had Harrison. And, you know, even if you, when you try and say that that's unfair, that's not a fair comparison, people say, well, nobody thought Harrison would be that great, which is true, but it's not, those aren't really fair expectations to put onto Simon. If you get a, even a good rotational player out of out of him, then I mean that's pretty good. That said, what I've seen out of Simon, I, I actually do think he could, with if everything breaks right, I think he could be a pretty good starter at the nose tackle position, and that would be a big boost for the Jets. I, at the time, people are you know were wondering, well, why why are the Jets drafting on the defensive line where they're set? Well, once you get into the seventh round, sixth, seventh round, you're not drafting for the next season. You're just drafting to find good players down the line because you don't know what your team's going to look like two, three years away, and what's not a need now may become a need. So that's what the Jets were doing. The Jets weren't drafting Simon so that he'd be great as a rookie, or even as we're talking seventh round pick, even as a second uh, year player. They weren't expecting him to really carry a whole lot of the load, I would think. But this year, maybe he plays a bigger role on this team. Maybe he can step in and and take a a decent number of snaps and play them at a high level. That's kind of what you're looking for. He's probably a two-down player. He's probably not going to add a lot as a pass rusher. Those are just my projections. I mean, who knows? Maybe the guy will be a good pass rusher, but... My guess is that he's probably more of a traditional traditional nose tackle where he will eat space, and if you're lucky, he'll actually be a playmaker against the run. That's probably his ceiling, I would guess. And this offseason is a big one for him because we've shown he's shown signs that maybe he can at least be a rotational guy because he's shown that the type of improvement you'd like to see between year one and year two the question is, if you can you see that same type of improvement between year two and year three? And that might be the difference between a guy who sees some snaps and plays well and a guy who actually can get a big number of snaps for this team. So Deion Simon's the first guy. So let's move to the linebacker position. And uh, this one's kind of obvious because of the resources, the, the resource the Jets used to get him, and that's Darren Lee. And just the way it goes. You need your first-round picks to be good starters. To have a quality draft you in any given year, you need more than one quality starter, which means it's really tough to have for a draft class to be good if your first pick is not a good starter. That's just the way it is. Even if, you're, even if just your first-round pick is a good starter, that's not a good draft. It's not. So you need more than that. So 
think about how far it puts you behind if your first-round pick does not turn into a good starter. So the Jets need Lee to develop. They need him to turn into a good starter. And last year was not that great, but there are some mitigating factors. First of all, the Jets knew that Lee was going to have a bit of an adjustment period, or at least they should have known that because he's still a guy who's relatively new to the linebacker position. He's learning some things. He's a fairly raw player. I think they drafted him more on the projection of what he could be than what he is, what he was that day. I mean, in Ohio, at Ohio State, if you watch some of the games he played, he almost was a slot corner at times. So moving him inside, uh, having him play linebacker more was going to be an adjustment period. And as much as it's important that the Jets hit on this first-round pick, it's also important from the standpoint of what Lee can bring to this defense. And it's something we've talked about relatively frequently, particularly in the wake of Jets, the Jets drafting a couple of safeties early, is that positional designations in the NFL matter less and less. We, you've got wide receiver, you got running backs who split out to wide receiver. You have wide receivers who move in and take handoffs. You have tight ends who move all over formations. So when it comes to the skill positions, you cannot get too caught up in saying this guy's a running back, that guy's a receiver, that guy's a tight end. That's just not really the way the NFL works anymore. It's more about what your skill set is, what you bring to the table, and how a team can deploy you. Even if you're a running back in the program, the team hands out to ticket holders. If you can help catch out of the backfield and create a mismatch, and that's really what it comes down to, is your skill set creates a mismatch. If you're a back who can stay in and take a handoff but can also split wide, you're a tremendous asset to your offense because if you can take the handoff, that means team has a tough time playing putting extra defensive backs on the field they have to keep a linebacker there stay you know keep a big some big bodies on defense to be able to combat the run but if you split the back out wide and he's got receiver skills then a linebacker might be in trouble you might need a corner so it's a catch 22 that type of versatility really helps so how do you combat that on defense you got to have versatile pieces of your own you got to have a guy who's athletic enough to big enough to play the run, but athletic enough to play the pass. And on paper, that's something Lee could conceivably do. Now, will he become that type of player? I, I don't know. His rookie year was, again, not that great, but again, we had to kind of expect that. He showed some signs uh, that he was, you know, not picking up the system all that well, and uh, maybe not picking up the system, but understanding his assignments within the system there were points where he clearly struggled with that where he was over pursuing a play where the area of the field he was responsible for against the run was vacated because he was going too far and a back would cut cut back to that area and suddenly a big play would happen in coverage he's still pretty you know he was pretty raw he was not horrendous in coverage but you know, I, I don't think there were many. There were a whole lot of times where he just got totally toasted. It was more a situation where he, there were, he was in decent position a lot, and either the quarterback made a really good throw, or Lee just didn't get his head around to the ball, make a play, and maybe that's something that comes with the off season to work, and maybe it doesn't. But I've certainly seen guys who were as close as Lee, and there were also some run plays where he was close to making a play, and he just missed a tackle. Um, so 
it's the type of thing that's either I feel like it's either going to click for him or it's not because it's not like he not like he was uh, had the floor wiped with him on the field. There were many instances where he was just close to making a play, couldn't do it. So will it will it all click with an off season to work, kind of get his bearings around him, work on his game a little? That's the question, and for the Jets, it it really does need to happen. And if it does happen, suddenly you've got a lot of pieces on defense that could be pretty solid. So Lee is the second guy, and the third guy in the secondary would be Justin Burris. And it's tough to know what to make of Burris. He got some playing time near the end of the year, and there were some good games, and there were some bad games. There were some good moments, and there were some bad moments. And, I mean, that's the way it goes. You're playing a fourth-round rookie out there. That's just... <laughs> you're not... If he was going to be an impact player on day one, he would have been drafted higher than the fourth round. That's just kind of common sense. And he got playing time because the team was out of the race, so they were looking to get some younger guys, just get him some experience, and understand that there are going to be some growing pains when you play younger players. There are going to be some moments where they don't look that great. Fortunately for Burris, there were also some, and there, there, look, there were moments where Burris did not look that great, but fortunately for him, there also were some moments where he looked good, he showed some promise. Now, one thing you have to understand is expectations are different. It's one thing, you know, expectations for a fourth-round rookie are pretty low. If the guy shows you anything, you'll feel like he beat expectations. Expectations for a starting corner are higher, particularly one in his second year. So that's the... Uh, question is can Burris step into a starting role because right now you look at it the Jets uh, did not draft a corner until the sixth round so you're looking at your three starting corners this year three three corners playing starting level snaps are probably Buster Screen, Marcus Williams and Burris and that's just the way it is in today's NFL you gotta have three you really have three starting corners don't let the these graphics that CBS and Pop Fox put on don't let you know ES, some ESPN depth chart fool you. you you really have three starting corners in the NFL so the Jets are going to lean on Burris to develop to turn into a good player in the secondary and that's what they need because right now this group of corners on paper does not look that great they need somebody to step up and I'm not sure Burris is going to be the type of guy you can trust against number one receivers on an island I, I'm not sure I think his you know his ceiling might be good starter I don't know that he's ever going to be a star level player I don't know that he's ever going to be a guy who can carry a secondary be a number one corner but it certainly would help things if the Jets for the Jets if he developed into a into a quality starting corner and for a guy who still is pretty raw these off-season practices are going to be important for his development. They'll give him a chance to refine his technique, to really study his craft, and hopefully improve his game for the Jets. That'll do it for our show today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast. I'm John B. GangreneNation.com. Subscribe to the show. It's available on either iTunes or Audio Boom, and give it good ratings if you would be so kind. Until Thursday, hope you have a great day. Take care, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.